Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Richard Epcar. I'm the voice of Raiden in Mortal Kombat and the Joker. And I'm here asking you to listen to Canned Air. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Canned Air, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And another one of those episodes for you this week. Another special guest. Never tire of having him. No, it's it's so awesome to talk to people that we just listen to all the time without even really realizing it, I think. Yeah, some, <laughs> t- some of the times we do, but there's a lot of the times that you just don't. You know, yeah. It's not until years later we're like, oh, that, that was, was him? <laughs> that was her? Wow. And uh, this week, man, our guest has done so many characters. It would be impossible to sit here and list them all. It would take the entire episode, and then we probably need more time. But uh, just in a nutshell, some of the most popular things, Robotech, uh, Digimon, Bleach, uh, Akuma, Street Fighter Five, Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell, Lupin the Third, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, just to name a few, but he's probably best known as uh, Ansem from Kingdom Hearts, Raiden from Mortal Kombat, and the Joker from uh, Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe, uh, Injustice Gods Among Us, and several other games where mm-hmm. the Joker has appeared. Yep. He's just got <laughs> such a creepy Joker voice. He does so well. You know, I've I've said this before on the show. There are there have been so many different people to voice the Joker yep. over the years. Some of them are in the middle. Some of them just miss it altogether. But there's some people that get it just fucking yes. right there on the yes. head. And it sounds like I'm saying this to like kiss his ass, even <laughs> though he's not here listening to it. But it's the God's honest truth. Yeah. His Joker is horrifying. It is great. Uh- Especially for somebody that's played those games, too. Like, it's just, yeah, it works. It is so good. We welcome today actor, voice actor, and director, writer. I mean, the list goes Mm. on. Richard Epcar to the show and uh, had an amazing conversation with him. Uh, It sounds cliche to say at this point because they're always (laughs) amazing conversations. But I don't know what other word to use. Uh, What what other adjective would be great? Just, I don't even know either. I mean, it's just, it's so awesome just hearing somebody that's so humble talk about you know just all the stuff he's done and like mm-hmm. just still being cool about it and able to sit down and yeah talk not to being and... a not being egotistical yeah, exactly, or anything exactly. like that just yeah <clears throat> such a cool guy we had a great conversation with him we're excited for you guys to hear it but before we do that you know how this goes ladies and gentlemen we have to remind you to follow us on twitter at candairpod and on instagram at can underscore air Want to show some support? Many ways you can do it at candarepodcast.com. You can go to our merch tab, get T-shirts, hats, mugs, all that happy stuff with our logo on it. Or there's a Patreon link where you can get uh, hours upon hours of extra content uh, for 5 to $10 a month. If you don't have the financial means to support us, you can still support us by uh, going to your podcast player of choice and leaving us a review 
or a comment uh, there because that stuff, it doesn't just go to fluffing our ego. That actually <laughs> helps our show get more exposure the more of those we get. Absolutely. Randy, what am I forgetting? And a huge shout out to Evergreen Podcast, uh, the network we are proud to be a part of, uh, evergreenpodcast.com. Check uh, out all the great shows and check us out. Lots and lots of great shows and just a great network. I was thinking about that the other day. I would like to get up uh, to Cleveland sometime yeah, yeah, we in the, the go. summer and actually record in, in the studios there because it's it's long overdue. Yes, yes. We've been is. there, we just haven't recorded there and yet. And they've got so. a badass facility, so it's, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> might as well put it to use, right? <laughs> Well, with all that behind us, we're just going to give it to you, ladies and gentlemen, our conversation with Richard Epcar. Richard, thank you so much for taking time to be here with us on the show. It's such an honor to have you here. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I got to say, I commented on it already, but Damn, your IMDb page is something to marvel at. Uh, I don't know where you find time to sleep, my friend, but uh, last time I checked, last time I heard you uh, talk about it, you had right around 1,200 characters under your belt. Is it still around that number? Is it even more now? It's more now, but yeah, it's uh, 1,200. <laughs> it's kind of funny to me because, uh, you know, I'll go to these conventions, and I, and I love going to the conventions, and I love the fans. They're really great. But they'll ask me about something I did like 20 years ago. And, you know, I maybe, you know, walked in and had three lines or something. And, you know, it's, it's just kind of hard to remember all this stuff. Uh, you know, as sure. you said, you know, I had over 1,200 characters. So it's it's hard to keep track of all of them. Of course, there's the ones that stick out that you remember and you love. But, you know, right. you can't can't keep track of all those guys. Right. I, I would imagine with some of them, the lines begin to blur somewhere, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A lot of things begin to blur as you get older. <laughs> well, um, I'm excited to talk about a lot of these characters. But before we do, I wanted to uh, kind of jump back to your beginnings. I had read online, the farthest back I could find about you is that you had graduated from the University of Arizona on a drama major yeah. and that you had done uh, several plays during your college years. But I'm curious, you know, what came before that? What first got you interested in acting and how old were you? Well, you did go back uh, quite a ways. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I've been... In many ways, I feel like I'm I'm really fortunate because I think I knew for a long, long time that I wanted to be in this industry, that this was something I wanted to do, and I know that uh, a lot of a lot of uh, young people today uh, are kind of wrestling with what they want to do, and and people even go through all the way through college and still don't really know what they want to do, and I. I, I feel bad for them. I, I feel like I was uh, very fortunate in that I knew kind of, I was kind of focused on what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. Ever since, literally, as long as we're gonna go all the way back, ever since like uh, uh, kindergarten and first grade, I used to write little skits and I had a little troupe of my buddies and we would do these little skits wow. for the class and put them on and I would write them and direct them and act in them. and. Uh, uh, I remember there was uh, going way back. There was a show called uh, Ben Casey. I mean, it was way before your guys' time, but uh, it was a doctor show, and I had this little skit. I don't know even I remember this, but I had this little skit where I was the doctor, and somehow the gas got in, and I I I fell asleep on the table, and they came in and operated on me by mistake. So you know, we did all these uh, crazy little skits, you know, that were kind of funny back then, 
And uh, as I went through uh, all my, you know, all my grades when I was in uh, grade school and junior, junior high in particular, I have to say, I met a guy who was very influential in my life. His name was uh, Doug Noons. He was uh, my drama teacher. And he just uh, started getting me, he was a terrific teacher and got me really involved with uh, doing plays and that sort of thing. And then I continued that on in high school and uh, did Dracula and a bunch of other stuff uh, oh, wow. that I was uh, had leads in. And then uh, when I went to college, uh, my mom had, had passed away when I was 15. And uh, I, my dad remarried. And when I went to college, I wanted to I wanted to be an actor, but uh, my stepmom kind of scared me and talked me out of it and said, oh, you you know, that's a terrible profession. Don't do that. You'll, you know, no one ever makes it except for, you know, a handful of people and <laughs> right. you know, just kind of terrified me. And so I was, I was a kind of okay artist and she kind of uh, convinced me that I should go into commercial art. Uh, and I tried doing that for a while. And thankfully, the drama department was right next to the uh, art department. <laughs> and one day I just went into the drama department. I saw they were having auditions for a play. It was The Crucible. <clears throat> and I went in and I auditioned and I got the, the role of John Proctor in The Crucible. And then after I, I did the audition, the, the dean of the drama department pulled me aside and said, hey, what's your major? I said, I, I'm a you know, commercial art major. And he said... Uh, would you be willing to switch your major? I said, why? What do you mean? He goes, if you switch your major to performing arts, I'll give you a full drama scholarship. Wow. So, so he did. And that paid for my whole college. And, you know, my parents weren't thrilled about it, but they couldn't say anything because they didn't have to pay for my college anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I got to, I got to do that. And then while I was in, I, I went to the University of Arizona. While I was there I, in, in Tucson, I did, uh, they had a bunch of TV shows that they shot there. And that's how I got my SAG card. I was on a show called Petrocelli that they did out there. And I got, you know, little bit, you know, bit parts here and there on these TV shows and did some commercials and stuff. And then I came out to... Uh, I sold my drums. I, I'm also a drummer. I sold my drums. I had $300 in my pocket, and I moved to, to Hollywood for fame and fortune. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you know, thank God. I mean, I I don't even think you can do that today anymore. But, uh, you know, once again, yeah. I was very, very lucky, and I, I came out, and I, I uh, got into a, uh, a repertory theater and met my wife, and uh, we did a lot of plays together, and, uh, and you know, we we done a lot of work together ever since we, we directed and co-directed on a lot of projects we just did a bunch of uh, stuff for netflix and uh and for disney and uh you know things that we directed and of course we we direct on a lot of the anime stuff uh, loop on the third and that sort of thing but uh yeah that's how it kind of all started i uh she kind of got me into this whole crazy business uh you know i came out to be an on-camera actor and i did a lot of soaps and tv shows and uh she was in a movie and the the people that did the movie had another project that they did and they wanted to replace the the voices of the actors they weren't happy with them so she said can i bring my boyfriend who was me and brought me to this uh this audition and i went in and uh basically the guy said have you done this before and i said oh yeah i did a million times i never did it before in my life <laughs> and uh, I, I went in and i did it i took to it like a duck to water because i'm a drummer and there's a rhythm to dubbing there's a very you know uh, distinct rhythm to it so I, I got into the rhythm of it and the fact that i was a drummer and an actor i think really helped a lot and from that i they loved me and they started hiring me to do a bunch of stuff. And I, from that, I did Robotech, 
which right. became, uh, uh, you know, we it was a crazy thing. We were recording this thing at like two o'clock in the morning. I said, who's going to watch this thing, you know? And it went on ABC and became a big hit. And uh, people today, to this very day still come up to me and talk to me about Robotech. But uh, that kind of started the whole the whole ball rolling. And uh, after that, I just I've been working constantly. And uh, right. even now, it just gets more and more and more every year. It's crazy. <laughs> it's a great problem to have. Yeah. It, yes, it, in this business, it is absolutely. I'm a few things. One fixated you know, you know on more one about of the... me than you ever wanted. In... <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I've got more questions. For you. We both do, but I'm fixated one on um, one of those skits you said you made in kindergarten where the doctor wakes up on the operating table. Man, that like sounds like a perfect Twilight Zone episode right there. Yeah, it does. Doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. I would love yeah. to see that, but. Yeah. I wasn't making shit like that when I was in kindergarten, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> a macaroni picture that got hung on the fridge. <laughs> if I was lucky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm also very curious. I have written down here. I was going to ask you about uh, that drum set and, and your drumming. What Were you in a lot in bands? What were you doing with your drumming? Yeah, yeah, I did a lot of bands when I was, uh, you know, particularly in uh, in junior high and high school. I love drumming. It was, uh, and I still do. I still have drums. I have uh, a kit in the in the garage, and and uh, we had a band called the L.A. River Band, and we played around town. We were we played at a lot of big clubs around town, and and mostly it's funny. Most of the people that showed up were fans of my uh, voice work, so it was kind of fun. oh nice. But yeah, so uh, and we do we did mostly uh, classical rock from the '60s and '70s, that sort of stuff, mm -hmm. and uh, it was just it was a blast. And for me, that's kind of my therapy. You know, I just uh, right. love to go and play music it's just really fun and my son's a professional drummer he uh he plays on broadway he's played with uh, justin wow. timberlake rihanna and Jeez. john legend and all these people and yeah he's an he's an amazing drummer and uh he had a he's had a show at the kennedy center he's been on the tonight show he's been on seth uh, myers a couple of times as the wow. substitute drummer so yeah he's he took it a, he took it a whole other level you know and uh <laughs> And I was like, it was funny. I was like my uh, my stepmom with him. I said, "Don't take drumming as a you know." But he 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 did very well with it. So I'm very proud of him. <laughs> my daughter's an incredible uh, singer songwriter, and uh, and she's an amazing singer. And she's doing uh, now. She's getting into doing medicine and all kinds of stuff too. So wow, you know, it's just crazy. I'm sorry. What was the, <laughs> oh, about the drums? About the drums? Yes. Uh, so yeah, and uh, you know, I, I I still I still love it, and I still play. And uh, like I say, uh, we you know, when COVID hit, we kind of uh, everything kind of went uh, south. But uh, you know, hopefully, I'm hoping maybe uh, you know in in a little bit, uh, maybe we can put get the band back together. But that would be uh, it'd be awesome. But we. Uh, you know, it's uh, I, I've been so busy. It's just been so crazy. Uh, I honestly I haven't had time to do it. So, uh, right. but uh, you know, we'll see. I ho I hope I can make time because it's a lot of fun. Is there any footage or, or any recordings of uh, you and the, your band over the years out there on like YouTube or anything? It's possible. I, I I think if you go on YouTube, you might be able to see uh, some stuff. I I don't honestly know. It's called the L.A. River Band. Was our was our band. Uh, we had we had a few other incarnations of it, but the LA River Band was the one that uh, we did a lot. We were we played at the Viper Room. We played at oh, wow. uh, Hard Rock Cafe. We played at a bunch of crazy places, and uh, 
it was really, <laughs> you know, it was, it was getting to the point where it's like people wanted to hire us to come play at their weddings and all kinds of stuff. And we, you know, we just really didn't have time to do that kind of stuff. It would have been fun, but uh, sure. But yeah. yeah. How cool. I'm going to definitely be looking and see if I can't find something. I would love to well, see let that. Let me know. Let me, I, I, cause honestly, I don't know if there is any stuff on, on the internet with us. It would be kind of fun to, to see that. Yeah. If I find something, we'll send it your way. All right, cool. Uh, you had mentioned a little bit ago some of the, uh, you know, you'd done like soaps and parts on television shows such as like yeah. Columbo and Matlock. Uh, what else was there? Diagnosis Murder, just to name a few. But there was one credit that I uh, couldn't find any details on that I was wondering if you could explain if it's one of those you remember. I saw you had a credit on Cheers, and I love Cheers. Do you yeah, remember I'm what you were doing? Yeah, it was uh, uh, I, it was something about Norm was pissed off about something, and he was gonna go go complain to the the president of some company, you know. So he uh, he goes up to this uh, you know this building, you know, big tall building, goes in there, and the the secretary tries to stop, and and he says, I don't care, nothing's gonna stop me. I'm gonna talk to the president, and he goes to the door, and they called me, and I was the security guy, so I came oh. in, and basically, as soon as he saw me, he said, Oh crap! Anyway, I took him out. So, you know, <laughs> but it, that was great. He was he was a lot of fun, and that was great working on that show, and uh, sure. you know. I, I listen. I was uh, I was very very fortunate. I got to work with a lot of incredible actors on camera. I'm talking oh, yeah. about now. I got to work with some really amazing people. So uh, that was really fun. And uh, you know, I just uh, fingers crossed. I just got uh, uh, asked to audition for a lead in a movie. Really? <laughs> out of the blue. Yeah, out of the blue. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'm uh, you know I'm keeping my fingers crossed. You know, you never know in this business. It's a crazy crazy business. But that would be a, definitely a game changer. Well, I hope it's not too premature to say uh, congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I hope it is. Uh, you know, who knows? You know, all these things, they're, they're really a crapshoot. But uh, right. uh, it would be, you know, it's fun to dream. It's fun sure. to dream. And I, it, would be a, it would be a wonderful, uh, it's an incredible movie. It would be an amazing uh, to be part of that. So we'll see. We'll see. Mm. I think I gave a good, uh, I gave a good audition and that's all you could do. You got it. You know, you do your best and then you forget about it, you know? Right. Is right. this an animated or live action movie? Can you no, say? This is, uh, this is on camera. Yeah. This wow. Is, uh, awesome. Live action. Yeah. This is a real movie. I want to ask so many questions about it that I know you can't answer, so I won't. I can't say anything about that, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, one thing I was going to ask that you already touched on was how uh, your wife, Ellen Stern, who's also a voice actor, she introduced you to the medium. But you guys, yeah. you had also mentioned the work you guys do together uh, through Epcar and Entertainment. Uh, yeah. VO production company, uh, you know, direct and produce several films and series. And I even saw something you guys had done together on YouTube called uh, Life's a Bitch, Life's which was very bitch, entertaining. Yeah. So I was you, just wondering yeah. if you could tell us a little bit more about the work you guys do together and uh, about Life's a Bitch. Uh, well, Life's a Bitch is a delightful uh, little uh, show that my wife wrote and produced. And uh, it's with uh, with me and her and Stephen Tobolowsky. And uh, if you don't recognize his name, believe me, you'll recognize him when you mm -hmm. see him. He's been this guy's been in every TV show and every movie. It's, yeah. uh, it's unbelievable. This guy is is an incredible uh, uh, resume. But uh, he's he's a lovely guy. And actually, I met Stephen when we did uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man together. We were on that movie together. And uh, and then my wife, I guess, worked with him on something else. I'm not really sure what it was, but uh, he he loved the script and he you know. 
he just loves doing this project, and I hope we can get it going. We've we've got two two uh, teasers that we've done so far, and uh, we're just trying to get it going. And hopefully, we can make it into a series. It's it's about uh, an older couple, and uh, you know they're trying to rekindle their their romance, and then they have a crazy daughter who moves back in with them, and and all the you know these hijinks ensue. But it's it's really funny. If you get a chance. I'm glad you brought it up. Thank you for bringing it up. Sure. Uh, please go to YouTube, look up Life's a Bitch, put in either Richard Epcar or Ellen Stern. It'll come up. There's two two uh, little, uh, uh, they're quick. They're like six minutes. And uh, they're really funny and uh, they're a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we hope we can do do the series. Uh, everyone who's seen it has really enjoyed it and loved it. You know, it's just sure. it's just a matter of getting $80 gazillion put together to get it made. So. <laughs> Struggle we all fight every day, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it is very funny, though. I One of the bits, I think it was the second episode that's on there that sticks out to me is the mattress tag, man. That is yes, so funny yeah. because <laughs> <laughs> tell your wife not to rip it off, she rips it off, and what ensues yeah. after is so funny. Because I think everyone's always had that question, like, well, what the hell does it matter? What, what, what are they going to do, you know? <laughs> What's going to happen? Well, that shows you what happens. So, you know, if you have a, a fear of that, you better watch that. It's a, it's a cautionary tale. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you guys had uh, Epcar Entertainment, though? It seems like you've had, you guys have been doing this for some time. Yeah, for a long time. God, it's, uh, you know, that's a very good question. Uh, I think it's been about 20 years now, maybe. Wow. Maybe. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, you know, the thing is, uh, we... We, uh, you know, we've been doing the voice stuff for a long time, and then, uh, and then, uh, basically started with me. People started asking me to direct and write and all that stuff, and I, I said, well, we, you know, we really need if we're going to be hiring people and all that stuff, we really need to put a company together. So we did, and uh, it's been it's been a, a wonderful ride. You know, we're not, uh, you know, we're not we're not Warner Brothers or anything like that, but <laughs> but we, uh, you know, we do a lot of stuff. We we do a lot of product. We get a lot of uh, animated series and. and animated uh, features and uh, a lot of uh, you know dubbing jobs we do a lot of uh, different uh, uh, you know movies foreign movies into English and that sort of thing and we've been uh, we've been doing it for a long time and it's been uh, knock wood it's been uh, come in it's been uh, <laughs> it, it's been a good thing that's awesome yeah. man yeah we're gonna jump to a quick commercial break but don't go anywhere when we come back more with Richard Epcar it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
we got to touch on some of these characters yeah. here quick. <laughs> I know Randy's chomping at the bit here, so I'm going to let him go first with some of his questions. So speaking yeah. of kind of all the dubbing and stuff you've done, you've done some really very unique characters in anime. <laughs> How did you kind of develop those voices and those characters' personalities? Do you kind of watch like the original uh, Japanese dubs and then kind of morph that into it, or how does that come about? Well, you know, yeah, obviously, if you if something's in the can, what we call it in the can, uh, it's it's made already, and then we're gonna we're gonna be replacing the dialogue on it. You you get a good idea of what what those characters are like. Uh, you know, sometimes you know uh, it depends on the who the client is. Sometimes the client wants you to be very close to the original mm. characters. Sometimes they don't care. And honestly, I kind of I don't like to be restricted by what. The guy did before me. I don't want to try to be impersonating his performance. Sure. I like to try to create my own take on this guy, on the character. But you know, obviously, the stuff is there, so you kind of you're kind of you know fenced in a little bit as to what you can do. You know, uh, the way I, I I go about doing a lot of these characters is you know basically if I can see a picture of the character. Uh, and obviously, if you have something that's moving, it's even better. But if I sure. can see just a picture of the character, then I can create in my head what I think that character would sound like. And, uh, you know, it, you know, after be do doing this for, you know, long, long time, you, you know, you, you develop, you know, tricks and things that you do. But uh, I think that uh, for me, it's it's nice to, to be able to see a picture of the character. Now, sometimes you go into these things and you don't see a picture. Uh, but you have a description, you know, you'll okay. have a description of what the character's like, and then you kind of have to imagine what sure. this guy looks like, what he sounds like, how he moves, uh, what his kind of a deal is. So it's kind of funny when I, when I first started out, I have a very, you know, this, this distinctive voice and they kind of wanted to use that in a lot of characters and they wouldn't let me do other stuff. Now, thankfully, uh, uh, I'm able to be very versatile and do a lot of different characters, which I find a lot more fun because then I can be in you know, all kinds of different characters. And I love it when somebody comes up to me and says, oh, my God, I had no idea that was you. You know, and that makes I really enjoy that because sure. then it's like, yeah, I did my job. And, you know, I wasn't just being using my same. Now, there are guys out there like, uh, you know, like H. Benjamin. Uh, 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 is that his name? John John. Is it H. John Benjamin, who's, who's wonderful. I think he's great. But he's basically sounds like the same in every single thing he does. Oh, and there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of voice actors that are like that. And there's a lot of on camera actors that are like that are basically the same person in every movie or mm -hmm. every tv show and it doesn't take away from their talent or ability or anything but i'm just saying that that's kind of and that's that's all good and and well but i it's for me it's more fun sometimes if i can get completely lost in a character and that's kind of why i really enjoy the voice work too because i can be any character that i can uh, vocally uh that i can vocalize instead of the way i appear you know what right I mean? when you're on camera you have to basically be the way you appear, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Uh, but what with your voice, if you can change your voice and be all these different characters, you can, and to me, that's so much more creative and fun in, and in many ways, you know? Right. So anyway, I don't I hope that answered your question. Yeah, it did. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Now, do you have more fun playing heroes or villains? Cause I know you've kind of done the gamut throughout all your characters. I love them all. I really do. You know, the, the, the two 
real ones that come to mind is Raiden, of course, in Mortal Kombat, mm -hmm. and the Joker. Uh, and those two guys are together all the time. In fact, I even have scenes where I'm talking to myself as Raiden and the Joker. Now, Raiden, to me, I just, I love playing him because he's such an honorable, noble, wonderful character. You know, he just, he always trying to do the right thing. And then you have the Joker, who's literally the most despicable character there is and uh <laughs> you know it, it just it's it's really kind of a, a fun thing to go back and forth and do these characters and uh and you know it's 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 very schizophrenic a little bit but uh it's it's a, it's a lot of fun it's really a lot of fun 1200 different personalities <laughs> rambling yes. around up there all in my head it's more in there hiding hiding somewhere yeah it's it's crazy I, been, I can you know, imagine. It's been a good thing, though. It's been really, really wonderful. I'm, I'm listen. I'm very, very fortunate, and it's not lost on me. Well, that's awesome, though, because there are some people out there that can be very let their let their ego run away with themselves. You know what I mean? So, any time you meet someone, especially like yourself, who's very uh, humble about it, it's very uh, it's refreshing, I guess. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Well, you know, honestly, for me, it's work. It's about the work. You know, I, mm -hmm. uh, that other stuff is is uh, nonsense. Sure. And uh, you know, you go in and you do the work, and uh, we all come together and do what we have to do to try to make the thing fly. And uh, you know, the funny thing about this business is you can be in something that you think is incredible, and you go, "This is a wonderful." wonderful project and then it just like you know takes a nosedive and it never sees the light of day and then you can be in a, a piece of swill that uh, blows up and everyone goes crazy about it so you you never know you never know right so and for that reason i just i always try to do my best no matter what the project is i always try to give it my all and do my best and you know and i'm always grateful to be there and uh, be working and be part of it so yeah sure one question I had for you about uh, the Joker. You know, you'd kind of already answered it, I guess, with what you said earlier about, you know, when you're doing a new character, taking on a new character, kind of look at a picture or a description of them and decide, you know, what that voice is going to be. But with the Joker, there's been so many different incarnations of the character for so many yeah. years. Was there any added level of... Uh, I guess I'm thinking of how I would feel in that situation. Any like added level of stress, like that you had to do it a certain way to pay homage to what came before you, or was it? Am I just putting way too much thought into this? You can say Mark Hamill. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, not even that, man. I think I think uh, Jack Nicholson. I think Cesar Romero. Yeah, you know, there's yeah, been so yeah. so many of them. Well, it's funny. It's interesting you brought up Cesar Romero because honestly, um, I wasn't consciously trying to do any of those people. When I go in to do a character, I'm doing the character. I'm not going to do an actor doing the character. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. So Absolutely. I'm not, about, I'm not thinking about how did so-and-so do that character, because I think that's a, for me, that's a terrible way to act. Okay. Um, uh, so first of all, I didn't think about that, but I, I, I'm going to back up a little bit and tell you, I'm going to answer your question, but I'm going to back up a little bit. I got called in one day for Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, which was a big game and uh it had all of the the dc characters in it and it had all the mortal Kombat characters in it and uh i went in there and basically uh warner brothers was on the horn nether realm studios was on the horn and um uh who was the other one there was one other one i can't remember who it was but they're all listening in to the auditions and when I went in there, I said, who did you, who would you want like me to read? And they said, Richard, they want you to read for all of the characters. 
Well, oh, I got to wow. tell you, it was one of the most fun auditions I've ever had. And I, and honestly, I generally do not like auditions. I don't like, <laughs> but uh, this was so much fun because I got to be all these characters that, you know, that I loved as a kid, uh, Batman, Superman, you know, all these, and all the, all the, you know, the uh, Mortal Kombat characters. So I did them all. And when it got to the Joker, now I've never, I never like, tried to do the joker i never tried to because when we, when we went in I, I didn't even know what i was auditioning for so i didn't even know that that was on the table okay wow um so uh this voice that the voice that i use as the joker just kind of came out of out of me that laugh came out of me i don't know where the hell it came from it was really it was almost like uh you know i was a, an out-of-body experience and uh and i think i think that you know even though i said what i said earlier about not wanting to do uh, another act or whatever, but I think you are you you can't help but be influenced sure. by what you've seen before. And and honestly, I think if uh, if I had to credit anyone, I think it would be Cesar Romero. It's interesting you brought him up because no one ever brings him up. But honestly, he was the first incarnation of the Joker that I ever saw as a yeah. kid. You know, um, and uh, there was something about his Joker that I really felt like he was the Joker. And uh, so there's something about that that came out. Um, I think my Joker is a lot more savage than his Joker. Oh, but, uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and you but weren't were... painting over a mustache either. <laughs> no, that's true. I, that, that was a little, that was a little weird. But, <laughs> it was. Uh, um, but anyway, uh, you know, it was interesting because after I got the part, well, it's, and then I did Raiden and I loved Raiden too. And, and basically, uh, um, uh, the casting director asked me uh, at the end of the session, she said, uh, they loved you for everything. What would you like to do? And they never asked the actor that. They don't care what the actor right, wants to that's... do. It's it's always up to the you know producers and directors and all that. Um, but uh, I said, well, I said the Joker was just, it was, there was something, it was almost like a out-of-body experience. It was like really <laughs> something. And then I said, and I loved Raiden. Those were my two favorite out of all the characters that I did. And literally a few days later, uh, they called and booked me for both those characters, which kind of blew me away. And uh, I've been playing them ever since. It's been 15 years now, and I'm still playing those characters. Incredible. So that's awesome. that's been uh, that's been amazing. And I, and I feel like I get better and better with each uh, each incarnation of these guys. Um, but uh, you know, it was so much fun. And and but you know, you're talking about the stress because he's such a, a, a well-known iconic character. Right. Uh, I used to get a lot of uh, uh, stuff about trying to sound like Mark Hamill. And everyone says, oh, you're trying to sound like Mark Hamill. And honestly, and this is the truth, I've never heard Mark Hamill's Joker. To this day, I've not heard Mark Hamill. To this day, really? To this day, I'm not. And I and I purposefully do not want to hear his Joker. But it was funny because somebody online said the same thing to me. You, you know, you sound like Mark, you know, you're trying to do Mark's or whatever. I said, well, thank you for the compliment. I said, but I have not ever heard Mark's Joker to this day. And Mark Hamill came on and said, "Well, I've heard yours, and I think it's wonderful." And I thought, "Wow, what a what a great guy, what a cool guy he is for doing that." So I thought that was pretty cool, actually. And I was, Absolutely. I was very very moved by that. And uh, you know, he's he he's a great guy. I I worked with him on a uh, on a Robotech movie, actually, of all things, uh, Shadow Chronicles. We were both in that, and then I got they did the first incarnation of it they were happy when they hired me to redirect all things so he is so I <laughs> hopefully fixed it fixed a lot of it but uh anyway um but I just that 
you know, that's, uh, you know, it's nice when you have uh, people in the business that are, are really uh, lovely like that. And mm -hmm. he, he just seems like a super, you know, good human, you know. Sure, sure. And I'm so glad <laughs> that uh, yeah. Cesar Romero did come up because now that you say all that, you know, mm -hmm. thinking of your Joker voice, especially that laugh, there is a tinge, a small tinge. <laughs> of... <laughs> That's far more oh, Romero yes. than it is Hamill. Come on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. It just came out of me. It's perfect. That's what it is. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Love it. Oh, my Thank God. You. That just put chills down my spine. <laughs> so you said they had you read uh, for all the characters. Then do you remember uh, what you were putting down for Batman, what your Batman would have sounded like or no? Oh, God, I don't remember. It was, it was you know, it was 15 years, over 15 years ago. Mm, so. Sure. But, mm. uh, yeah, Batman. Batman's another one. One day I would love to play him. He's, he's another one that I just think – I just feel like um, – and I'm not talking about Kevin Conroy. He was he was fantastic, obviously. But I I, I just feel like a, a lot of the on camera versions. I don't know that they ever quite got him right. You know, what I, I mean? know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So I I just feel like I would love to give it a shot and then see what I could come up with. But uh, that's a very tough one. You mean George Clooney wasn't your favorite <laughs> Batman? What are you talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the bat nipples think, one, right? Yeah, I don't I, yes, I, I, the bat nipples. I don't think he was anybody's favorite Batman. <laughs> no, <laughs> sarcasm alert, yeah, right there. Yeah. yeah, I don't want anyone to think that that was my favorite Batman in in the process. <laughs> yeah, I think I think George has done okay. You know, aside from that, so oh yeah, he's we he's won't doing well for him. There will be no tears shed for Clooney on this episode. That's right. No tears for Clooney. That'd be a good name for a show. Oh no my God. Let's make it happen. There you go. <laughs> Here's a question for you. You've been in the business uh, for so many years, as you were just saying, and yeah. not only as a voice actor, but on, on camera actor, a writer, a director, the list goes on. Do you have an avenue of work in the business that you prefer over the others or no? Do you just enjoy it all the same? You know, part of me just, I look at all of this as work, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I'm, I, like I say, I'm grateful to be working. I mean, there's so many people that are in this business that are not working. So, uh, the fact that I've been able to just keep working and keep working is, uh, is, you know, it's really wonderful. And, uh, I was, uh, I was a little worried in the beginning when I started my, my voice career took off so much because I thought, Oh no, I'm not going to be able to do, you know, this, um, the on-camera stuff and, uh, right. as much. And, uh, but you know, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's really kind of been a godsend and, uh, it's, it's worked out beautifully. And, uh, you know, I've, we've we had a wonderful life. We've been able to travel all over the world and, do all these incredible things. And, uh, it's, it's really, uh, it's been wonderful. And, uh, I've been able to be creative in many, many different ways. And, uh, yeah, aside from all that other stuff you talked about, I was also a, a supervisor for uh, DreamWorks and I went all over oh, the world. Shit, and I, really? And, and yeah. And I supervised uh, gladiator and galaxy quest and chicken run and Madagascar oh, and a bunch of stuff for wow. them all over the world. I did that for two years. So that was, and I got to see, uh, a lot of the world and uh you know it was that was an incredible gig um i've been very fortunate i really have uh, I, I i really can't complain and uh you know 
if I would ask for, I would love to do more on camera. I would love to do a lot more. And this this thing may this may provide a, if this thing happens, this could uh, be a whole whole different thing. But uh, you know who knows? And I and I know that that's uh, honestly it's it's such a it's such a hard way. Uh, I know I know people that are are strictly on camera actors, and I know that that's such a it's such a difficult uh, way to go unless you're unless you're successful and you're working a lot. Uh, but just to keep auditioning and auditioning and auditioning, and maybe get one or two jobs a year. It's just a very tough, tough way to go. So thank God I have this uh, voice stuff that I've, uh, you know, I've just keeps me going constantly. I'm always working. So it, that's uh, turned out to be a, a really a good thing. How cool. Yeah. So Richard, you know, I, I, I can't always believe what I read on the internet. So I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I, I read that you are a big fan of James Bond. And uh, judging by the yeah, <laughs> pictures say, in the background, <laughs> do you have a particular favorite Bond movie or favorite actor that's played Bond? Of course. Of course, is the one and only Sean Connery. He was the best Bond as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's the gold standard by which the... You know, I think all the other ones strive to be. But uh, I, listen, I, I I love I love Bond. In fact, I'm writing a book right now. I'm almost finished with it. It's a spy thriller. Really? So, uh, yeah, yeah. And and this is the God's honest truth. You know what the name of the the book was? What? No, no time to die. <laughs> and I Don't. and I wrote. I started it like five. <sighs> Five six years ago, and uh, they stole my title, the bastards. <laughs> Son <laughs> of a bitch! Yeah, I know, isn't that unbelievable? That's really true. That's really true. Wow! I was, I was cleaning my drawer the other day. Let's see if I can find it somewhere. But I, I came across <laughs> my copyright, and it was like from six seven years ago. No time to die. So uh, they stole my title. Oh. But anyway, uh, I've got to come up with another title. But I'm almost done. I've I've been through it a couple times, and I'm you know editing. I'm just trying to really make it make it good and make it work. And, uh, cause I'm, I'm just, I love that. Uh, and, and that happened actually, I started that book when I was working for DreamWorks cause I was on the plane a lot. So I started okay. writing it all on planes, you know, but, uh, I, I love, uh, I love Sean's, uh, I love pretty much all of Sean's uh, movies except for never say never again. Uh, which wasn't, <laughs> yeah, good. that was kind of out there. It was a horrible remake of Thunderball. And, uh, uh, but I love Sean, and uh, you know what, what I was going to say was that um, I love all of the guys. I think they all do a really good job. I I I, I think every one of them uh, brings something of themselves to the part, mm -hmm. and that's all you can you know ask for. I you know I, I I enjoyed Daniel Craig. I thought he was a great Bond, and I I love that he was edgier and and tough, and because uh, I I thought I love Roger Moore, but I thought I felt like they were getting a little too uh, sitcommy, yeah, him, you know, too campy, silly, yeah. Uh, and it was like they had they had some ridiculous stuff. He had two good ones that I liked, uh, "The Spy Who Loved Me" and then uh, "For Your Eyes Only" were my two favorite uh, Roger Moore ones. Okay, they were, they were more serious Bond movies, and they weren't uh, you know just silly. But uh, yeah, you know, they're I, I love them all, and they're fun, and I watch them uh, you know from time to time. It's uh, you know. <laughs> I, my, you know, my, it's funny. Because it's like I we, we go to these conventions, and you know, we have uh, people come up to me, and they're fans of all, all the stuff I'm working on. But you know, I'm I'm a big James Bond fan, and I love all that stuff. So you know, it's uh, it's fun to meet those guys and uh, work with them. And uh, I've been able to work with uh, a couple of uh, the Bond Bond people from time to time. 
That's, that's yeah. awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. My son's starting to, to get at that age where he's going through them. So I'm like, okay, we're, we're going to get through them. We'll get through Sean. We'll get through Roger. But my favorite was always Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton did a great job. Uh, he, uh, you know, he, he was uh, very true to the book. Mm-hmm. He, and a, he, a lot darker, too, than... Yeah, he brought a... Uh, well, you know, Bond in the book, he's he's more like a burned-out agent. You know, yeah. he's, been, he's seen it all and done it all. And, you know, and, and I just thought Timothy Dalton really captured that well. It's funny, I was at Costco one day. And of all the people in the world, Timothy Dalton was there. And I I just, I walked over to him and I said, hi. And he kind of looked at me. I said, you don't know me. I just want to tell you, I really enjoy your work. He said, oh, thank you very much. That's very kind of you. So, and then I just let him go on his way. But uh, I just wanted to say that to him because I did, I did enjoy his work. And then I had, I had, uh, I had drinks with George Lazenby. Okay. It was fun. And he told me how he got the part of Bond, which was fun. And then I had, uh, I was in Hawaii with my family. We were in Kauai and we were at this nice restaurant having dinner and I ordered um, a fish dish. And then I let my son order the wine and he ordered a, a bottle of red wine. And as the waitress is pouring the wine, I said to her, don't tell James Bond I'm drinking red wine with fish. And as soon as I said that, I swear to God, this is true. Pierce Brosnan walks in the door. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I'm not. He walks in the door and he's walking past our table to go to his table. And as he walks by, I raise my glass to him and he turns to me. He looks at me, winks at me and smiles and then just and walked to his table. And he I could just tell from that wink and the smile what a, what a nice, sweet guy he was. You know, he was just... Wow, but the timing amazing. of that, the timing of that couldn't have been better. <laughs> I you was going to say. So, so bizarre. What are the odds? Like, I'd have gone out and bought a lottery ticket after that. Yeah. A bazillion to one. You know, it was just crazy. <laughs> and then I, you know, I, I, you know, part of me really wanted to go say, I want to go get a selfie with, you know, Pierce Brosnan. But I thought, yeah, you know, leave the guy alone, let him have his dinner. Oh, it but, would be uh, so hard not to. But I know yeah. what you mean. I know what yeah. you mean. Especially running into, who was it at Costco? Timothy, Timothy Dalton. Dalton. Holy Timothy shit. Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. of all places, well, Costco. He, he really seemed like he didn't want to, you know, he, he was kind of like, you know, a fish out of water over there. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Costco on, is Tim, pretty intimidating. Yeah, come on, Costco. Come on, uh, Tim. We'll go look at the tires together. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a story that no one else has. I went tire shopping with Timothy Dalton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been great. Uh, the two guys that I really love, uh, you know, Roger Moore and uh, Sean. I, I didn't get a chance to meet either one of those guys, sadly, but. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I love their work very much, and I and I, honestly, I liked uh, Roger Moore better in The Saint than I did in as Bond. Wow! Yeah. Now this is totally off the wall, and I apologize. I don't want to run you later. But did you ever watch Cannonball Run, the movie Cannonball Run? Uh, a million years ago, I okay. vaguely remember. I know he was in it. It was he, was he plays a, a character of character, himself. Yeah. My son and I just watched that, and I, it always cracks me up because he he thinks I'm Roger Moore. <laughs> yes. Hey, if you like those kinds of movies, there's one out right now with uh, Nicolas Cage, and it's called uh, something like the the weight of my mighty talent or something like. It's got a weird weird title, but it's just came out. It is hilarious. He plays himself. He plays Nicolas Cage, and it is freaking hilarious. So is, if you like those kind of movies where actors are kind of making fun of themselves, that's a really good one. Is that the one where uh, Pascal? 
Isn't he in the it? guy from uh, Mandalorian? I can yeah. never remember yeah. his. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he's in it too. He's hilarious too. That does look really funny. <laughs> I haven't seen it, it but I've seen great. trailers. It is really great. It's I, I, I we were in my wife who hates any kind of action movie. She just hates it. She calls them shoot 'em ups. She goes, I won't watch a shoot 'em up. Of course, she'll make me watch these uh, horrible, you know, depressing, you know, terrible movies that you know you want to go commit suicide after seeing them. So, but uh, but she won't watch uh, shoot 'em ups because she doesn't like that kind of stuff. But anyway, she loved it and she laughed through the whole thing. We we all did. My my daughter was here. We all watched it and we just thought it was hilarious. I'll have so to if, watch you like the, if you like those uh, self-effacing actor movies, uh, that's a good one to see. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, one more question for you here. I read online that uh, you and your wife do a lot of Comic-Cons together. Uh, are you, yes. Do you guys have any appearances coming up we should know about? Wow, that's a very good question. Well, uh, uh, I'm going to get my calendar out here real quick because I sure. know we do have some stuff coming up. The end of this month... Uh, we're doing a, a Royal Caribbean cruise, which is a, a convention on a cruise ship to the Bahamas. What? Which is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. So that's the, that's the 26th through the 3rd. Uh, it's called King Kong Cruise. I think you can still get on it if you want to. It's going to be a blast. I'm really looking forward to this. My whole my whole week is just getting ready for this cruise. That's all I care about right now. <laughs> I can't uh, I've I got, imagine. I've got, so. I've got a few jobs, but I'm going to get through those and get to the cruise. <laughs> and then let's see what else I got. Uh, uh, I know we got. Oh, so and uh, let's see the the weekend of uh, April eighth and ninth. We're going to be at uh, SakuraCon in Seattle. Okay. Um, and then uh, let's see what else we got. I know we got a bunch of stuff coming up here. Uh, there's also stuff coming up, you know, all the time. People are calling us uh, last minute to come and stuff. There's one in May, which is uh, May 27th and 28th. We'll be at Anime North, which is in Canada, in Toronto, Canada, uh, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, let's see. We have, uh, we have one in June. Uh, the weekend of June 17th. Through the 18th, we'll be at Anime Fest Orlando. Okay. So if you if you live in Florida, you can come. Hopefully, come see us out there. What days are and, those? I was I'm going to be in Orlando at the end of uh, March. Okay, so it's June. It's in June. Oh it's crap! June. Yeah, yeah, June, <laughs> a little uh, little 17 off. Through 18. Uh, and then uh, let's see what we have in uh, July. I think we have another one in July. The weekend of uh, the 22nd and 23rd, July 22nd, 23rd, will be in Connecticon, which is in Connecticut. Okay. In August, I'm hoping and praying that I will be at DragonCon, uh, which will be August nice. 31st. I, I sincerely hope that works out. We'll see. Uh, they're they're very uh, they, they're very. <laughs> iffy about uh, when when you can come or not so uh let's see uh and i think that's it for this year so far um busy we, year yeah we uh well there was a, there was a time we were doing like 14 of these a year it was crazy but Jeez. Uh, uh you know it's fun like i say it's really fun we get to travel uh some some of these conventions have taken us to the uk and We've been in Ireland and London and uh, Scotland, and uh, we went to Japan for one convention, which was oh, wow. unbelievable. It was incredible. So it's fun. I mean, not just in in the in the states, but we get to you know travel around a bit and see some of the world. So it's really fun. It's really really fun thing to do. 
Well, I hope we get to see you at a con someday. It'd be awesome I to meet so, in person. Yeah, yeah definitely. Please, uh, if you if you I'm there, or, you know, if I'm there with or with Ellen, please come by and say hi. Absolutely. And I never even knew cruise ship cons existed. <laughs> like, where have I been? Like, I got to look into this. This is incredible. Yeah, it's pretty cool. This is called King Kong Cruise, and it's put on by John St. John, who is, uh, uh, what's his big character? I forget. Uh, he's the big, uh, um, oh, my God, I forgot his character. He's going to kill me. Uh, he's, uh, oh, look him up real quick. You'll see what he is. John St. John. Uh, John St. John. That name yeah. sounds so freaking funny. I keep thinking of Austin St. John. No, he's John St. John. He's got a, a big, big character that he plays that's uh, a big badass character. Duke Nukem? Yeah, Duke Nukem. He plays oh, Duke okay. Nukem. Wow. So he, pl he plays that guy. And he he basically put this convention together, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, and we're really looking forward to, to doing it and seeing it. And, uh, yeah, we just... We have a ball, and I, you know, as long as uh, as I'm on here, real quick, I want to ask anybody who's watching or hearing, please, uh, please follow me on Instagram, and then you can see a lot because I always post the different conventions we're doing, and I, I I talk about some games or shows that I'm that I'm in that are coming out, so people can keep uh, keep up with that sort of thing if they're interested in that. Perfect. We'll put it on our. Uh, we'll push it out from our uh, mediums as well. Awesome. Wonderful. You Richard, thank you so much for taking time thank to be guys. here with us tonight. This has been an absolute pleasure, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. A pleasure meeting you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And, and send uh, me send me a link to it when you when you get ready to put it up. We'll absolutely. We'll do, and uh, we'd love to get you back on whenever your book drops or, you know, whenever this part oh, that yeah, you're going to get. You. That, would, that would be, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, God. I love Randy's uh, confidence. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. I do. I hope I'm, you know, fingers crossed. We'll see. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. All right. And once again, that was our conversation with Richard Epcar. I want to thank him once again so much for coming out. And with all the con dates he just listed, ladies and gentlemen, there's got to be one of them that's going to be close to some of you. Go check him out, because I guarantee you when he gets a little bit closer to our neck of the woods, we're going to go Hell say yeah. hi to him. Yeah, and if you see him, tell him Candair sent you. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Never stop using the... Well, I'm not going to say <laughs> Just really rub it in there. But yeah, once again, big thanks to him. I want to encourage everyone to follow him on social media, at Richard Epcar, and check his website out, richardepcar.com. Lots of cool stuff on there. You can find out more about him, what he's got going on. But uh, with all that being said, am I forgetting anything? I don't think so. I don't either. So, Randy, what do we got on the website, sir? Go to candairpodcast.com. Check out uh, our special guests. Check out uh, past episodes. Get all the links to those merch tabs we dropped at the beginning of the episode. And if you're interested in coming on our show and promoting your work, uh, send us a message on our contacts page. Yes, and uh, like Randy just said, uh, on our website, uh, merch tab, Patreon tab, two different ways you can support us and get something in return. And if you can't do it financially, just leave us a review somewhere. It really helps a lot, truly. And uh, what else, Randy? Uh, evergreenpodcast.com. Oh, Evergreenpodcast. I always act like I forget <laughs> that, but I don't. I just feel like i got to give you something else to say it's before we It's the proverbial stick that he has to poke me with. <laughs> Make sure you're still awake <laughs> over there. But I think that's going to do it uh, for this week's episode. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and be excellent to each other.
here. I thought you were grounded. My parents are mean, so I'm running away from home. Where are you gonna go? I don't know yet, but that'll show them. <laughs> it sure will. Shipwreck! Parents just don't understand, and it gets lonely on the road, so be sure to listen to the Candare podcast. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Perfect. Bada boom. This has been a Canned Air production. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.